0: Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today. We have a very special guest. We have the person who literally wrote the book on Christmas TV movies, and it's going to be very fun to talk about. I am Rachel, and I'm here talking to Joanna Wilson, who wrote the Tis the Season TV, the encyclopedia of Christmas themed episodes, specials, and made for TV movies. So this is very exciting. And Joanna, thanks so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me. This yeah. is exciting for me too.
0: Yeah, this is so much fun. Uh, so uh, what we like to do with our guests is just give you a chance, to introduce yourself and tell us how did you uh, come to write, write your book?
1: Well, I actually have, I've always been a TV junkie um, for my earliest days and I have a, a bachelor's degree in film studies. And combining that with my love of pop culture, I knew I wanted to write about uh, something on television or something in uh, the film industry. And I was actually inspired by another book, which was about the, um, a book about the history of the animation company Rankin-Bass. You
0: mm-hmm. might remember
1: Rankin-Bass made the uh, cartoon uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman. They have a long career. This this studio uh, made a lot of uh, Christmas animated TV specials as well as Saturday morning cartoon series and theatrical release movies, what have you. Anyway, I was just so excited that somebody wrote this history book about this uh, animated TV studio. I began to look more into Christmas entertainment and I just fell in love with the entire uh, genre and began to specialize and uh, do research and uh, that research all turned into the encyclopedia,
0: Tis a Season TV. Amazing. Amazing. So uh, were you always uh, somebody who loved Christmas and Christmas? Or was it just kind of how it all worked out?
1: Well, I mean, who doesn't like Christmas? Yeah. Right? Right. It's, it's the happiest time of the year. Right. I actually consider myself a TV a researcher and writer and historian. I uh-huh. uh, specialize in Christmas entertainment
0: uh-huh yeah interesting so yeah you uh, you, know, uh, you grew up kind of watching it. were there particular shorts and specials and things like that that you you particularly loved growing up
1: well absolutely and and uh you know when i think of christmas the first thing that comes to my mind is always you know rudolph the red nose reindeer that charming animated tv special but also uh-huh. a Charlie brown christmas uh, uh, you know, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original 1966 animated TV special. Those uh-huh. animated TV specials are still real close to my heart. And, yeah. you know, I grew up watching them. Um, they're still, uh, they still speak to me each Christmas and really inspire my holiday spirit.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's great. Well, how long did it take you? I mean, if people don't realize this is a, a very, uh, it's, it's over 700 pages this book. So, uh how how long did it take you to watch all this and and write all of it and uh to finish the book?
1: Yeah, I started um <laughs> in the year 2000.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So, uh that book came out in 2010. So it it was 10 years of research.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And I'm excited to even uh share with you that a second edition an updated version of the encyclopedia is uh coming out in 2020 so that's next year
0: um and it will be twice as long that's amazing because yeah the the christmas tv movie slash special marketplace has just ballooned since since then so i can only imagine that the book is twice as long
1: it is. Yes. And isn't that fascinating? Uh, yes. This is really a growing market. It's a growing industry. It continues to expand. It continues to grow, just like, as you say. It's uh, very fascinating. Um, I I consider what I do, I'm very lucky. I love what I do. I'm yeah. watching these uh, Christmas specials and movies and TV episodes all year long.
0: Yeah. Do you ever get just just sick of Christmas? Like you don't even want to?
1: and I uh I love television and I love movies so what I do I you know consider myself lucky that I get to follow my passion Uh uh-huh and to be quite honest I'm endlessly surprised um by what new things even within restrictions of what's considered christmas uh-huh. I'm still endlessly surprised by new programs that come out. Not everything is fantastic that's uh, written to be Christmas or to be uh-huh. entertaining at Christmas, but um, there are always really good things and new things um, that are generated each year. There's always a couple that sort of stand out. Yeah. And they I still find these things utterly fascinating, even 20, 20 years
0: later. Yeah, you know, it is interesting because even at the ones that don't work, it's when you watch so many of these films or any, when you watch so many of the same genre, it's kind of an interesting experience to watch the ones that don't work. Cause you can be like, this is basically the same as the ones that so many of the ones that do work. So why does this one not work? And it's, so that's kind of an interesting thought experiment too. Like, is it just the chemistry? Is it just the, maybe the production? what is it that makes this one not gel for me when a very similar as far as structure film really works <laughs> for me. I don't know. I think, I think that's interesting. And I think that's kind of the value of being a completionist is, is that uh, for, it forces you to watch maybe things you wouldn't normally watch that you end up liking and, and it ends up kind of getting you to refine your tastes and your, uh, and and just uh, have a more nuanced understanding of what works and what doesn't work, as opposed to I don't know, just sort of a base that was good, that was bad kind of response.
1: I think you and I have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> you and I think alike. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. It it you know just when I think I've seen every possible adaptation of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, right. I'll see another one, and I'll be like, Oh my goodness i never i never you know I never imagined they would go in this direction isn't this fascinating right uh, you just never know, and that some of that surprise and that continual expression of what it what is Christmas and what makes a Christmas story uh continue yeah. to fascinate me it's it's uh it's interesting
0: it's true I watched uh, eighty five and you probably have me well beat but last year I watched eighty five new christmas movies slash and uh and it it was it was very interesting and i i did i liked the fact that it kind of forced me to watch things i wouldn't normally watch like i watched um santa jaws (laughs) and i actually ended up enjoying it so i did too too. right (laughs) it was fun i liked the fact that it was the the kids creativity his art kind of coming to life and i thought that it was it was just overall it was way more creative and than i expected it to be and yeah i don't know
1: different something new something different it took me in a different direction yeah fascinating too
0: and i i always appreciate in any film but especially in these these small productions when you really feel like people are trying like because I, I, there's definitely ones where you're like okay they kind of phoned it in here like they all look kind of bored they don't you know they're not you it, know it it happens <laughs> but then there's other ones where it's like boy these people were they were given a, a a kit to make a christmas movie like here's your job make a christmas movie and there's some people who just kind of phoned it in. And then there's other people who you can just tell we're really trying. I feel like the Santa does people. We're really trying to make a good movie. They like compared in my opinion, compared to the Sharknado movies as an example, where I just feel like those are so lazy. I felt like here's a, here's a satire, a, uh, a fun horror, like horror comedy, whatever, where people are genuinely trying. And so I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, you're right. Not all Christmas movies and not all TV movies, um, but not all Christmas TV movies are made equal.
0: Uh-huh. And, you
1: can, and the ones that have heart, the ones that seem to come from some other sort of genuine place uh, or intention to entertain, you can those really rise to the top, and you can yeah. tell. Yeah. Despite budget limitations, despite casting limitations despite whatever you know limitations they have the ones that have heart you that really rise to
0: the top yeah for sure so uh, particularly with tv specials i'm curious uh, what do you think makes a christmas tv special or episode of a show uh, what do you think makes it work and what are some of your your favorites that you think wow that that series really nailed the holiday episode?
1: Wow, this is actually a really complex question. And I'm, not <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not sure we've got, all, I have all the answers. <laughs> okay. But what I find, to sort of address your question, what I find, and I never anticipated this when I started this project of, you know, exclusively writing about Christmas entertainment, but what I found over the uh, last years is that I end up specializing in talking about and describing nostalgia. Mm. So any kind of uh, Christmas story on television or in movies that actually embraces or inspires nostalgia are the ones that really are the ones that we connect with and that we turn to again and again and again. And this has a lot to do with Christmas entertainment that we find fulfilling as a culture, are uh, Christmas movies or Christmas TV episodes or specials that we want to turn to again and again. And this is not how we consume other forms of entertainment. You know, the summer blockbusters at the theaters or um, not every episode that's made of a series, not every special that's generated are ones that we want to go back to year after year after year. We see them, we consume them, and then we move on. Perhaps we look for a new story or, or something else. But Christmas entertainment and the best of Christmas entertainment mm-hmm. are stories that we want to go back to And sometimes, I mean, these, this experience of tradition and ritual and turning back to these stories again and again, become generational, it becomes something that we want to share with our children when eventually we grow up and have children. And now we're even finding with the history of television and even the history of motion pictures, we (laughs) not only connect with them so strongly, but we not only share them with our children, we we continue to watch them again and again and we share them with our grandchildren this is a multi-generational experience that um we want to connect to again and again each year at christmas time so to sort of more directly address your question you know why do we watch rudolph the red-nosed reindeer this tv animated special again and again and by the way that's more than 50 years old yeah and it still airs on a major network, on TV, every year. In fact, it has aired every year since 1964. Um, right. Because people still wanna see that and they still wanna watch it again. And um, it's, it's, a, it's connected to nostalgia and it's connected to inspiring our Christmas spirit. Once we see that every year, whether it's late November or early December, then it's christmas for us it somehow triggers this feeling in all of us as viewers now we know it's christmas whether it's rudolph and we all have different answers for this question but whether uh-huh. it's rudolph or it's charlie brown or it's frosty the snowman and there are many of these things but many of these tv specials but it's um you know it starts that christmas feeling for us
0: yeah i mean i have some of my favorites are i i think it's really interesting because the simpsons literally started as a christmas episode the very first episode of the whole show and you think of what a you know a legacy that show has has become i mean it's pretty incredible but i think you're right in the in the original simpsons episode. Uh, these Simpsons roasting on an open fire it's all about Homer uh, trying to get presents for the kids but he's lost all the money and uh, he ends up working as a Santa at the time and then he, he, the big kind of reveal is that he he gets them this dog and um, yes that's right and uh, and so it's really 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 you know heartwarming and sweet and it goes back to sort of the major with all the shenanigans and craziness and everything in the show over the years uh it, it, the core of the show is about this family that in the end does love each other and i think what a perfect start to this show but to have it at christmas is is very interesting to me yes mm-hmm.
1: isn't it fascinating that? That first episode of The Simpsons, as you mentioned, came out in 89.
0: But mm-hmm.
1: so we're literally approaching, you know, 30 years yep. on that. It's yeah.
0: crazy. I mean, yeah, when you think when it first came out, its big competition was The Cosby Show. How crazy is that? <laughs> it's really, really good. Nuts. But I also love uh, on the Mary Tyler Moore show, the christmas episode because she's the one she's very excited Uh, there's multiple episodes but the one i'm thinking of is uh the she's very excited to go home with her family and everything like that and uh and lou doesn't want to tell her at first that she has to work christmas and she ends up because somebody has to man the uh the news reel or whatever they did back then and uh and so she's very sad and, you know, and then basically they all end up kind of coming to visit, coming to, to spend time with her. And so she's not alone at Christmas. It's really sweet. This is That's definitely one of my favorites.
1: Yes. And it's one of my favorites too. And, and, um, it's also, uh, that's the first season of Mary Tyler Moore show.
0: I think so. I'm yeah. not positive, but I think so. Yes
1: but it's also one of those that often critics point to you know in the top 10 of all christmas tv everybody's favorite christmas tv episode of all time that's yeah. and it it as you pointed out it's um you know it's a workplace um sitcom so she's forced to work and and how relevant that is how many of us still find ourselves yeah. you know almost 50 years later um, still struggling with that, those emotions and those complex feelings when we wish we, we were with friends and family at Christmas instead we find ourselves having to work or doing something else. And, uh, the sadness that comes with that and Mary and her friends, Lou and Murray and Ted are all like helping her and supporting her, uh, in that episode. It's a, it's a very, uh, great story.
0: Yeah. 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 Did you have any others that were particular favorites? Any episodes? Well, I
1: love the, um, and I love the ones that I grew up watching, just like everybody else. I love, um, the Christmas episode of the Dick Van Dyke show Mm. called Alan Brady Presents. It's actually a variety show within a show. So, uh, uh, Rob Petrie and, Uh, His co-workers, the TV writers for the Alan Brady show, they sing and dance and perform music all within, you know, the half hour format of that comedy show. I still love watching that. I have all the songs memorized. And when I see it on TV, (laughs) I love singing along.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, that's one thing I was going to say. I think that if a special or movie can successfully tie into tap into music, for the holidays i think it really helps to become more timeless i don't think that we would still be as in love with charlie brown christmas for instance without that music i think it really helps and same thing of course with how the grinch stole christmas i mean even more so probably is that song is so so memorable and so funny it's so iconic
1: yes i i wholeheartedly
0: agree Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else do you think makes particularly uh, Charlie Brown Christmas so beloved for so long?
1: Well, many people don't even realize that that was the first time um, the Peanuts characters were ever animated. We've come uh, come to get used to seeing, you know, the Peanuts characters in the Halloween special with Linus uh, staying overnight in the Great Pumpkin Patch. We're used to the Valentine's Day special and the Thanksgiving special, and even there have been several reincarnations of animated series with the Peanuts characters and Snoopy. But that mm-hmm. uh, Christmas special was the first uh, time, you know, we got to see the animated yeah. uh, characters that we knew well from the comic strip. And the, the, the char- characters just come to life in that special.
0: Yeah. I think it. I think it rings so emotionally true because Charlie Brown is such an honest character. He doesn't have any, uh, affronts or, uh, he's just, he's honest about how he feels. And I think that, that we as humans just respond to that. And Absolutely. yeah, and, and if I can point out in that special too,
1: um, he's searching for his Christmas spirit. He doesn't feel Christmas spirit. He sees it all around him. <laughs> self but he doesn't feel it yet and there's this melancholy and this sort of sadness of he feels like he's missing out he's missing something and he doesn't know how to recapture it and this was one of the first times we ever i mean this is a child going through this struggle but it, uh it speaks to all of us even as an adult or even as adults and what's fascinating is you know that sto- that animated special came out in 1965 and that theme of finding or looking for Uh, Struggling to recapture the Christmas spirit has been imitated a million times since. It's almost become a cliche, but it Mm -hmm. first started right there on that Charlie Brown Christmas special.
0: What I think really works where a lot of them don't work is that when Linus recites Luke 2, like even if you don't believe in the Christ story, even if you're not a religious person, that's an emotionally true moment. It's one character sharing what he believes and so even at least that's my opinion is even if you don't believe the same thing as linus you can recognize this is an emotionally true honest moment and it that's why i think it works so well
1: yes absolutely yeah
0: and a lot of times it just isn't coming from such a true place so it makes it feel cloying it makes it feel uh I don't know, just not as, not as good. (laughs) Uh, A couple others that I do. I love a lot of the Muppets uh, for uh, their TV specials. Um, uh, I love the Sesame Street Christmas. Uh, I think it's like a Christmas at Sesame, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street or something. There've been quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I, but I, I love, the The original one uh, with Big Bird worrying about how Santa's going to get down the down the roof, uh, down the chimney, and uh, and how everybody gets worried that he's lost. And I love the whole gift of the Magi thing between Bert and Ernie. It's so good. Yeah. And I I mean, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is my favorite. A secular christmas carol uh you know non-spiritual christmas carol and i just love that in there when they sing that at the end and the whole thing with mr hooper uh, is really sweet and i i just i, I think that's one of my <clears throat> definitely one of my favorites and also the muppet family christmas where you get yes. the Muppets, sesame street fraggle rock and muppet babies all together is pretty cool
1: yeah, even a little cameo by Jim Henson
0: himself. Yeah, yeah. So that one's a, a, a lot of fun. And uh, so there's some really, really good Christmas specials out there. And so when you finished the, the book, the first book, it was just kind of at the very beginning of the Countdown to Christmas as far as Hallmark is concerned. I, you that's know, right. Yeah, it's...
1: Hallmark movies were already being made, but mm-hmm. it was just, um, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't able to capture uh, what Countdown to Christmas was yeah. uh, in that encyclopedia.
0: Yeah, because this is the 10-year anniversary, and so that would have been right around the publication of the book. But uh, but you certainly have, obviously, a ton of TV movies in the book. And what do you make of this whole sort of transformation of, of sort of romantic comedies and sometimes dramas as well uh this just mammoth thing that's happened in the last decade as far as christmas movies
1: well i find it fascinating too that uh we can even just say hallmark movies and it's or hallmark T- christmas movies and it's become a, a a title that almost stands in for any tv christmas movie yeah it's true <laughs> their, their, their formula for is so strong and their presence, um, they've come to dominate the industry. I regularly see people talking about Christmas TV movies, and they're just generically using the term "Hallmark Christmas TV movies" to sort yeah. of even the ones that are made on, you know, Lifetime or made on Ion, Up TV, right? Um, other networks. But in fact, you know, almost like any kind of sandwich cookie is called an Oreo. It's, it's. Uh-huh not every sandwich cookie is an Oreo, but yet we use that term Oreo to just sort of describe any sort of, that's how dominant Hallmark Christmas movies really have become. Um, and I find that utterly fascinating. Yeah. Um, and if you look back, as I, as I mentioned earlier, yeah, Countdown to Christmas, which is celebrating its 10th anniversary this year, Um, That wasn't the beginning of Hallmark Christmas TV movies. There were Hallmark Christmas TV movies before 2010. But what um, Countdown to Christmas is sort of honoring is this sort of programming block that they now have done for 10 years that really, and they continue to release more, increase every year. It gets bigger and bigger. They release more and more original Hallmark Christmas TV movies but it it became a programming block that um, really dominates the rest of the production of Christmas TV movies across the entire spectrum of television. Yeah. Fascinating.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, why, why do you think that these films and Counted Christmas has become so popular? What do you think that they uh, have done right that has really uh, made them such hits?
1: Well, I think Hallmark has figured out the formula that works for them for their demographics. And let's just be honest, their demographics are women and they're middle-aged women. They're uh-huh. not even the youngest of women or, you know, teen viewers. Right. And, and this is where we are in television now is every network has its own demographic that it's looking to capture their attention and, and sell ad space. So Hallmark has figured out Middle-aged women are the consumers (laughs) of America. We can sell these ads and these are the stories that they want and they have perfected this formula. And this formula is, just as you're pointing out, uh, romances and they're sort of like comedies and dramas. But just like every other TV movie and the best of TV movies, we've got internal stories being told here. These aren't action films. These aren't disaster sequences that Hallmark makes. These are emotional stories um, told mostly in close-ups and, and medium shots about the emotional lives of their characters. And here on Hallmark, we're talking about women. And, and at Christmas time, I hear an awful, well, I hear viewers sometimes complain, or at least remark that they've identified, that they recognize that there, you know there is a formula here And doesn't Hallmark know that, you know, every movie should be different and every movie should start, you know, that that they're actually restricting their formula. And I think people that point this out are sort of missing the point. Hallmark (laughs) has refined this formula because that's what viewers want. This is what has become popular for them. And I think at Christmas time, I think one of the secrets to their success is, um, women are often, you know, left to sort of plan and arrange and organize the Christmas celebration for the family, for the home. And the last thing they want are surprises. (laughs) We already can't control Uncle Max who's going to come and talk politics. We can't control all the uh, toddler nieces and nephews that come over to the home who are screaming and yelling and, and demanding their attention. And so this is one of those things that Hallmark has figured out. We're going to give a predictable, happy ending, love story, because nobody wants to be alone at Christmas, right? We want to be, right. be with people that like us. And this has become a very satisfying experience for viewers. It's predictable. We know what's going to happen. Um, and, and we want to escape uh the real world and find ourselves in this place that's going to give us a happy ending with a character that finds love finds uh forgiveness or a second chance is surrounded by family and is surrounded by a place where she's uh got a new chance a new lease and meaningful lifestyle
0: yeah i mean i agree i think that formula films despite what film twitter and you know erudites might say formula films are are not in inherently uncreative uh i personally think that a formula can give people a opportunity to be creative in a different kind of way because uh it it, it gives you kind of a i don't know it gives you kind of a kit that here is your kit to making a Christmas movie or making a Marvel movie or whatever. There, there's a formula. This is going to be successful. Now as a director, as a, um, you know, writer, movie maker, whatever you can then add your own flair, your own personality, your own ideas to make it your film. But here's here. We're going to save you from having to reinvent the wheel with every movie. And uh so I think that uh I don't know, it's interesting because sometimes I feel like I, I like to compare, in my opinion, the Marvel movies versus the Star Wars movies. This is just my opinion here. Whereas I feel like the Marvel movies have been really successful because they've been able to work with so many different directors and they've been able to say, okay, here's the Marvel formula. Now go do your thing. Go make it fun. Go make it your own style. Make it your own thing. And, and they, and you know, okay, the basic framework of what you're sitting down to see when you go to see a Marvel movie. The problem I have with the recent Star Wars movies, this is just personally, is that I feel like every director's being asked to reinvent the wheel. And so you might have a, a one movie is all of a sudden a war movie and one movie it's a, a space Western and one movie it's, and it's, it's not as satisfying for a viewer, for me at least. And it ends up just kind of feeling sort of muddled and sort of all over the place and you're dealing. And so that's what I think that, that Hallmark does so well is they say to these people, here's your kit. Here's your formula. Now go have fun with it. And so it's surprising the, the number of kind of fun, uh, writing fun performances some different things that come out of this, out of these despite the fact that at the core they are very similar
1: yes and it was and the proof in the pudding is that viewers continue to tune in they want these predictable formula stories mm-hmm. yeah the ratings continue to rise they're as popular as ever and hallmark is able to make more and more movies every year because these continue to be very very successful for them they know what they're doing
0: yeah oh for sure i mean do they reach a point of sort of critical burnout when when they have you know now we're getting 40 christmas movies uh is there do you think there'll ever be a point where it's like okay
1: Well, you know, and realistically speaking, of course, there has to be a critical mass. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know when that's going to be. And it's impossible for me to predict. And I think Hallmark is also like, well, we don't know either. Let's just (laughs) keep going and see where this leads. I think it also speaks um, to the success of this formula. The fact that all the other networks that make Christmas TV movies are following that same formula. Mm -hmm. So if you watch a lifetime original Christmas TV movie, you're going to see, you know, that same formula. It's a romance with a woman at the lead. um, And it's, it's, again, it's going to follow that format Ion up and they all make slightly different changes because they, they all have different demographics, but it's still, they're all so similar. Most people can't even tell the difference. And again, we're back to that whole uh generic term of a hallmark christmas t v movie because to refer to the entire industry because yes. they're just so similar um yes. even when the even when the um clearly the the uh budgets for these different christmas t v movies are different different according to the different networks Hallmark is paying more per movie um you know, behind the production for each of their movies. Sure. Lifetime is lesser budget. Ion, even lesser budget, etc. But they still are following that same sort of formula pattern because it is
0: successful for Hallmark. Do you have a favorite Hallmark Christmas movie that you think really nailed it? I
1: have a I have a lot of Hallmark Christmas TV movies that I think nailed it. But, um... Let me see. I have you know, and the titles are so similar. Isn't that funny?
0: Well, and sometimes the titles have absolutely nothing to do with the movie, which is really funny to me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, but if we even if I just look back just one year, if I just look back to the 2018.
0: Yeah, Yeah. what was your favorite last year?
1: Um, I liked um well, I always like Candace Cameron Burr in the movies that she does. Somehow her presence, she's got enough gravitas and she's got enough experience uh on film she, you know on television she knows how to really elevate yeah uh a script and so i like shoe addicts christmas
0: yeah that was one of my favorites as well i she does a good job picking scripts i think she i wasn't a huge fan of switch for christmas but for the most part i like her christmas movies and uh and i i agree i really liked shoe addicts i thought it was creative i thought it was funny and i and i liked the idea of her going back and seeing all the risks that she could have taken that was i thought it had some heart and i thought it was it was sweet i loved
1: her co-star Gene smart in that oh, too.
0: amazing yeah. yeah jean
1: smart Agreed. i know and i love her from uh designing women i know she's done yeah. a million things since but yeah. uh, i i love the tv series designing women from the yeah. 80s and 90s yeah and, uh
0: yeah, she's phenomenal. I love her in 24. She was so great on the season. But, but yeah, no, I, I I think that was one, definitely one of the best. I loved on Lifetime last year, I loved Christmas Perfection. I don't know if you got to see that. but Yes. That was...
1: I, on Lifetime, I also loved A Very Nutty Christmas.
0: Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. And also on... A, I thought Lifetime had a very good slate last year of movies. I, I really enjoyed most of their films and i really love christmas pen pals that was one of my favorites it was so good i thought i loved all i mean i feel like you could even go back to that town every and you'll follow more stories of the different pen pals it was it was such a cute concept and i i just liked every single character i thought was good in that and uh, and I've never liked Niall Mater more than in that movie. He was so charming. So he really worked for me. And I liked Road to Christmas a lot from Hallmark. That one was my favorite of them all. I thought that was very well done.
1: On Hallmark Movies and Mysteries last year, I liked A Veteran's Christmas. Uh huh. loved that the veteran in the, the title character was a woman.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I like that.
0: That was sweet. It was a very yeah. sweet movie. And uh, I I thought that uh, one that surprised me, I didn't think I would like, but I thought Christmas Bells Are Ringing was so good because I normally am not a fan of Hallmark Weddings. I just don't like the Bridezilla trope at all. I just, it's not my favorite not for me. So normally I I don't like weddings, but I thought the wedding in that movie was so sweet and so kind and thoughtful and everybody was being so supportive. I was like this is <laughs> fantastic. I love it. So that that one really surprised me. I thought it was and I liked the whole conceit of of moving the the snowman around and the kind of the I just really really enjoyed that one. I thought it was really good. Yeah it was fun and and netflix had a really fun year last year kind of really i think for the first time kind of getting in the game i i think the uh the i can't think of the name all of a sudden but the kurt russell one
1: yes i liked that too
0: it was really fun it was something a little bit different a little (laughs) a little bit more uh pg-13 i guess i'd say i think
1: well and it really differed from um the formula, the the very contemporary formula of what a Christmas TV movie is, too, because it had action sequences, it had special effects, it was larger than life, and that, in a way, made it more theatrical release than some of these internal emotional stories that we're used to with uh, TV movies, and that made it stand out. And and I love Kurt Russell, I mean, like, who doesn't? But I love seeing Oliver Hudson, which is, you know,
0: family member
1: goldie hahn made her own little cameo uh, (laughs) i just loved all that
0: yeah it was really fun and i i actually really enjoyed the uh the princess switch i think it was called the the vanessa hudgens one that i thought was really fun enjoyed it and so yeah that was a pretty pretty fun year to be a christmas movie fan last year it makes me excited following all the ones that are already being filmed and everything this year. It's going to be a a good year. And we, we're going to have, I think a a Disney plus is going to have, uh, entering that, that, uh, game with, I think they have one called Noel, I believe coming up with Anna Kendrick. So that should be fun. There's the, uh, there's going to be a new animated film called Claws, um, that looks incredible 2d animation uh, that i'm really really excited for on netflix so it's going to be a fun year to cover i'm really looking forward to it it's, it might kill me but i'm really excited <laughs> <laughs> they'll lay our
1: coffins next week John. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> my my personal, as far as all time hallmark christmas movies my personal favorite is trading christmas i don't know if you've seen that one but i love it i think i mean i love who's in that faith ford tom cavanaugh
1: oh yeah Yeah. that's a um that's based off a best-selling book right yeah
0: debbie mccomber her book And it's very similar to The Holiday with Cameron Diaz and and all that. But I actually prefer it over The Holiday, (laughs) personally, uh, because I'm not that big of a Cameron Diaz fan.
1: You know, Um, I think I did, too. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yeah.
0: I like it because it's before they became super, super skittish about any kind of affection in their movies, Hallmark. So there's actually, like, multiple kisses and multiple, like... (laughs) Which I enjoy, but also I, I like the two romances. Both sides, I think, are really well done, super charismatic. And I like that the Faith Ford character kind of comes to actually, there's three romances, including her daughter. But I, I like the fact that the Faith Ford character comes to realize that her grief has been kind of holding her back a little bit and that she needs to embrace life in a new way. And I, so I thought I had a really sweet uh, message as well as being super romantic. So that was my favorite. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you
1: know, I always I always look for uh the Hallmark Hall of Fame movies. Yeah. The Christmas ones. Um I always look forward to those too. And for and- sure. The Hallmark Hall of Fame productions have jumped over the decades. This is a very old series of productions, mm-hmm. but over the decades, it has jumped all over uh, from different network to different network. And currently, you'll find uh, the Hallmark Hall of Fame productions and the Christmas ones on airing on Hallmark Channel. Right. But those always have bigger budgets, and they have a little extra effort towards, um, you know, the productions. And so I always look for those. Yeah. Those usually are standout.
0: Yeah, there's some really good uh, Hallmark Hall of Fame ones. I, I, Season season of America for Miracles, that one's really good. I love, I love a November Christmas. That's one of my favorites. Yes. That one's really sweet. I,
1: those are both on the top of my list too.
0: Yeah, those are really good. (laughs) I like uh, One Christmas Eve. I think that one's a little bit underrated. Uh, People haven't seen it, but it's really, it's really funny, and I think it has some diversity. It's just a little bit different, I think.
1: That one's a little, it, it entertains the whole family, too, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Some of these, and, and that's one of the things I like about Hallmark Hall of Fame, too, is that they are all different. Yeah. And uh, I remember that one especially, uh, it's got a dog in it, and it could yeah. really entertain the entire family.
0: Yeah, it's a really good one. People should check it out. Also, uh, a Heavenly Christmas I think was very sweet. That was written by our friend Greg McBride, and I think he did a good job uh, writing a, a a very sweet story for the holidays. That one's a nice one. And but there's lots, and uh, of course that are that are great. And you know, last year Christmas Everlasting, I I really didn't like those. Friends of Alice, they were not my favorite, but other than that, I thought it was a really sweet little movie.
1: I really liked seeing uh an all african American uh cast,
0: yeah, that was fun. They that had six different. six movies last year, last countdown to Christmas that had or last hallmark Christmas that had people of color, which I appreciated. yes, mm-hmm. I
1: did too, something different, and um it's refreshing,
0: yeah yeah and i uh, they said at least they claimed that they're going to be making uh some hanukkah movies this year they said that last year so i haven't heard about any that have started filming or anything but uh you know that should be interesting because it'll allow them to kind of do these whole tropes but it'll feel fresh because it's about you know it's about hanukkah instead of about christmas uh, and because I think the only one so far that they've ever had is um, Hitch for the Holidays, which was about people switch, you know, fake, fake fiance thing like that with a Christian and a and a, a Christmas and a, a Hanukkah situation. But that's the only one I can even think of. So that'll be interesting development. Yes. Yeah. Because you cover in your book those other fest, those other holidays.
1: Yes, I cover um, anything Hanukkah, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: winter solstice, New Year's.
0: um, I think the best New Year's special, at least that I know, I love there's an episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother that I love with uh, New Year's where they're all trying to, like, Ted has a. gotten a limo and he's this is going to be he's finally <laughs> going to have fun they're finally going to have a good year <laughs> because it yeah. always ends up being disappointing and uh they end up getting lost and there's like six different parties and and uh people come kind of coming in and out of the limo as they then they're stuck in traffic and that one i i really i really like i think really—that
1: yeah, that is a good one
0: yeah and
1: I, and I almost forgot i also cover uh kwanzaa yeah And I I actually cover all those winter holidays because there's a, it started off uh, in my research, there was an awful lot of overlap. Uh Certain characters on TV would often celebrate um, or at least acknowledge Christmas and Hanukkah or Christmas and Kwanzaa or a story might go from Christmas to New Year's. And so that seemed like a natural part of just uh, researching Christmas stories. but then eventually I discovered that these winter holidays actually all have similar themes or similar um, there's a priority of family um, there's often these stories are all about whether it's Kwanzaa or whether it's New Year's or Hanukkah or Christmas. It's about second chances it's about mm-hmm. forgiveness it's about uh, being very hopeful so I, I just through all of those, uh, yeah. all those winter holidays into the same uh, encyclopedia.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate that. The, I haven't seen all that many good sort of Hanukkah type stories or uh, kind of things, but I did really enjoy, I think it was last year, maybe the year before on the Goldbergs where they had, uh That Beverly Goldberg is getting more and more sort of jealous of some of the Christmas stuff that people, other people get to do with the lights and the, you know, because she's a big gaudy kind of person, and yes. so she creates this uh kind of Christmas version of of Hanukkah, and it kind of gets <laughs> out of control and to compete with the neighbors. Yeah, you she... and the neighbors. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a good. That's a yeah. good episode. Yeah. In fact, one of my favorite Hanukkah stories. Is actually a Hallmark Hall of Fame from the 70s, Ooh. and it's unfortunately it's too rare. It's never been released on home video. It should be. They should really pull it out of the vaults and really show this thing around because it's fantastic. It runs just an hour in length, but it, it's um, it's called "Have I Got a Christmas for You?" Oh, and it's about a community that is uh, has a lot of Christian. Uh, residents as well as um Jewish residents, and the Jewish residents decide to help the their neighbors um, man their the Christian businesses in town so that those uh, residents and those business owners can spend the can spend Christmas with their families. Oh. so the Jewish people <laughs> do this act of kindness for the Christians, and of course, that kind of kindness bounces back and The community feels tighter and more uh, uh, connected and there's a lot of love and kindness. And it's just a great story. And of course, everybody in it, it's an ensemble piece. Everybody in it is famous and it's great to see all these uh, famous actors. Uh, It's a great story. They really should pull that out and and you should see it again. Um, That sounds good. I got a Christmas for you. That's what that's called. But that's a great uh, holiday story.
0: Is there any others that you feel like, wow, well, this one's really underrated and people, people should totally check it out?
1: <laughs> there are a lot of things like that.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> I, um, I wish, and so many times I'm watching something, you know, I go to the Paley Center in New York City and I watch things in their deep archives or um, I go to uh, UCLA Film and Television um, Archive and and I watch things and I'm like, why was this never released on home video? Where? Why aren't more people talking about this? I bet people would really, uh, this would you continue really to touch like people's it. Hearts and you just never know. One of my favorite examples though of, of lost things is also a story about something that's come back and it's this crazy movie from 1964 it's called Carol for Another Christmas. It was lost <laughs> for decades. I, you could only read about it. Um, I eventually went and saw it in an archive in a museum, but now it's come back, and you can actually see it on Turner Classic Movies. It's an adaptation of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, but it was written by Rod Serling. Ah. Huh. Who's, you know, if you...
0: You Twilight Zone.
1: Yes, he did Twilight Zone, and even before um, he had his own series with Twilight Zone, he was a very um, well-respected, critically acclaimed, uh, dramatic anthology TV writer, um, you know, at the top of his field, and he wrote this incredible, (laughs) and it's very unusual adaptation of A Christmas Carol, because it actually has a political message. In fact, it was funded by people who were, um, it was sponsored by the United Nations. So it has, or sponsored to promote the United Nations. So it's got this diplomatic um, propaganda political message. It's meant to speak against people, uh, you know, who embrace a political philosophy of isolationism. And if you look back in our government's history, you'll see different eras of, you know, supporting and, and and. Um, lack of support for isolationism so every once in a while this this movie actually um becomes relevant again because it it embraces this uh uh, philosophy but it's rod serling carol for another christmas it's got a fantastic cast sterling hayden peter sellers marie saint um again it was lost forever and and now you can see it on turner classic movies it was directed by uh Joseph L. Mankiewicz. So it's yeah. got some gravitas and it's utterly fascinating. And it's just one of these conversation pieces that's interesting um, to talk about and uh, interesting to see. Um, and again, Dickens. Uh, fascinating.
0: Yeah. Interesting. That's really cool. I hadn't heard of that one. Uh, yeah. I. Are there any other sort of weird or kind of strange things that that, that people do in any of these christmas movies or specials i i think some of the rankin bass can be i mean i i like them but i think some of them are a little a little bonkers let's put it this way uh are, i don't know i it's not really bonkers but i do think the uh nester the long-eared donkey is very <laughs> oh, over the top let's put it that way that one is well, that's certainly yeah you know you
1: have to when you watch that you have to sit with a box of tissues yeah <laughs> oh, very torturous how hard i I cry every time i see that one
0: Nestor the long-eared duck i i also oh, what's another one i mean i love a town that uh, the year with no santa claus that's def- that's my favorite of the Rankin bass i think is is the best uh the miser brothers are so fun yes Yes. i like
1: uh, santa claus is coming to town that's sort of explains who santa is and how Uh all the around santa came to be and it's got the heat meis- or it's got the burger meister, meister burger
0: oh right yeah <laughs>
1: and, okay. yeah
0: some of theirs i think the weirdest one that they ever really did was probably either the leprechauns christmas or the uh the pinocchio's christmas that one's really odd.
1: yes and it, and you're talking um yeah later 70s uh, rank and bass and eventually they created 20 Twenty Christmas or New Year's themed programs so you know creating that many just means they're going to be pushing the boundaries outwards of um, of Christmas storytelling but you you gotta love Rankin Bass where would we be if Rankin Bass didn't create all those TV specials
0: yeah (laughs) well it's surprising how so sort of morose some of them are like uh, really the, the the Frosty the Snowman that when you really think about it that animate that animation is a big downer <laughs> it's like poor frosty and these kids
1: yeah when he but, melts and yeah. the little girl is standing over his puddle crying yeah. it's <laughs> that's right <laughs> yes yeah and, and, and let's just even let's even point this out in rudolph when Hermie the elf who wants to be a dentist when he yanks out all the teeth of the abominable snow monster. I mean, like, what? <laughs>
0: what is happening here?
1: I know. Working <laughs> the fear of dentists and children uh, for decades. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: One, I'm oh, sorry. Kind
1: of what makes all of this fun is, you know, these stories have their own, sometimes their own ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Aspects to them, and we love to look back and laugh about it.
0: One that I always kind of, I guess, champion that, uh, that I, I like is, uh, is actually the Barbie as a Christmas Carol. And I do have a soft spot for the Barbie movies. Uh, and the animation is not great. <laughs> so you just kind of have to be like, okay, I can deal with it. But I think that the ideas are actually quite clever. I like the idea of this, you know, sort of this, uh, aunt, the stage mom, basically, that's kind of, kind of forces her, into this life and uh, you know just like clever things like the fact that instead of cash boxes there's uh, uh there's uh mirrors and everything's on the on the chains and i think that's clever but also what i like is the fact that the cratchit character in that uh, movie actually goes on to kind of be beco- in when, in the future kind of goes to to become like her, like the, I think her name's Eden and it becomes like Eden. And that's like that's very sort of shocking for her to see that this person that's usually so sweet at in the future becomes you know like her. Yes. And I, I think that's a clever clever take on Christmas Carol. And so I, I enjoy I enjoy the uh I enjoy that one. But yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of fun Uh, fun things out there a lot of eclectic weird things and it's fun to just to see what people come up with given the same I don't know basically you think that you think at a certain point everything will have been done but yet some people still manage to come up with some creative ideas
1: yes you just never know (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> very yeah. very good well before we go I wanted to we we, we kind of we have these uh, fun questions that we like to ask our guests okay. and uh this is the holiday version of we call it the teen beat questions because Amber found them in teen beat but we have a, a holiday version of the teen beat questions that I wanted to ask you so here we go number one What is your favorite holiday drink? (laughs) Hmm. Should I say eggnog? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat?
1: Oh, I love the frosted, you know, sugar cookie. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Very good. All right. Uh, What is your favorite Christmas song or carol?
1: I like the Holly and the Ivy.
0: Mm, yeah nice well that's that's a good one okay what is your favorite christmas feature film like favorite movie
1: i well this is a little little on the border but i love the 1947 i think it's 47 miracle on 34th street
0: yeah it's so yeah. good he won an oscar for that the guy who played santa so
1: i love seeing little Nellie wood
0: yeah so cute it's so good. And a really good romance too. Which is yeah. I agree. That one's really good. Okay. Uh what is your favorite holiday tradition that you just have to do every year?
1: Oh my goodness. Well, it was true before I was the author of the encyclopedia of
0: Christmas
1: <laughs> TV, but I love watching my Christmas animated TV specials. Yeah, I love watching yeah. a Charlie Brown Christmas.
0: Yeah. It's not Christmas if I don't watch Charlie Brown it's just the best okay uh what's a memorable christmas gift you've either given or received
1: oh my goodness oh my goodness
0: (laughs) my head is just spinning do you have your red rider bb gun story as a kid (laughs)
1: I don't, but I, I always wanted a unicycle when I was a kid, and this story I fully acknowledge is ridiculous, but when I was a kid, I was obsessed, I wanted a unicycle, and I and every year I would look under the tree, and I never got it, Aww. but um, I eventually shared this story with my partner, and uh, he eventually got me my unicycle, so I have the Aww. unicycle, so, and that's like the most meaningful gift I've ever gotten. Um, that's so know, cute. Yeah. So not to say that, not to make claim that I know how to write it, but I have it. and I'm I'm ready to learn, but uh, I can get on it and learn, but I have it. And um, I, yeah, that was the most meaningful gift I ever got.
0: That is so cute. If they ever need an idea, y- a unicycle Christmas movie, they can make that. And that's really?
1: Awesome. I should get a piece of that. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <piece> of <movie. laughs> All right. Do you prefer Scrooge or the Grinch?
1: Wow. <laughs> um, I'm going to say
0: the Grinch. Ah, very good. Okay. Uh, clear lights or colored? Oh my goodness, clear. Okay. Uh, snowball fight or building a snowman? Building a snowman. Okay. Uh, are, would you say you're a good gift wrapper or not so much?
1: I'm very good. <laughs> I
0: love
1: wrapping gifts. I'm a very detail-oriented person. And I love, in fact, when I am with somebody else who's wrapping a gift, I'm often like, do you just want me to do that? Should I just do that? <laughs>
0: very Good. All right. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? What is it? What's your ugly Christmas sweater?
1: I don't have an ugly Christmas sweater, but I have many ugly Christmas TV T-shirts.
0: Ah! <laughs> Do you have a favorite? Which of of your ugly Christmas?
1: I have, I have one with the Grinch on it that I love. I've oh, been wearing forever.
0: Cute. Very good. Well, you passed the test. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. Yay! <laughs> so uh, do you want to tell people where they can find you on social media, where they can purchase your book, all of that fun stuff?
1: Thank you. Yes, I'd love to. Um, I've got a website. You can find me at Christmastvhistory.com. And you can contact me through there. You can also find me on social media, on Instagram, and on Twitter. I'm at TisASeasonTV, a Season TV. And, uh, that's also on Facebook.
0: Great. Yeah. We will have links for all that in the description section. We'll also have a link uh, on Barnes and Noble and Amazon where you can purchase the book and you take a look. That would be really fun. And thanks so much. This was so much fun.
1: It was fun. Thank you. for this
0: <laughs> Yeah. We'll definitely have to have you on again. And when it gets closer to, to Christmas, <laughs> we're in the, the thick of things. Well, that, and, uh, that would be fun. That would be really fun. So uh, well, very good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And uh, make sure you guys are following the podcast all over social media, Homework Pod, and on uh, iTunes and on YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, if you could give us your ratings and reviews. If you're listening on YouTube, if you could give us thumbs up and a subscription to the channel, we really appreciate that as well. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube as well so that I would really appreciate that and thanks again Joanna this was a lot of fun
1: thank you Rachel this and, has been great for me too
0: and merry christmas <laughs> <laughs>
1: merry christmas Bye. Bye.